I'm hopeful that everything we've been through over the past four months is going to make us better. You know, it's going to make, I know it's going to make Barry's a better company. I think it's going to make the U.S. a better place to live and a better country. And I hope that it makes the world a better place. And I really think that there is huge potential for that. Welcome to Office Hours by Business Class from American Express. Each episode features innovative entrepreneurs and experts discussing how to navigate today's business challenges. That was Joey Gonzalez, CEO of global fitness brand Barry's. In this episode, Joey shares how his team overcame a number of obstacles posed by the pandemic. Recorded during our live Office Hours Q&A, our conversation is guided by Jess Ling, VP of Marketing Strategy, Content and Experiences at American Express. Please note, views expressed here belong to the guests interviewed and do not necessarily reflect those of American Express. Hello, and welcome to Office Hours. My name is Jess Ling, and I oversee marketing strategy, content, and experiences for Amex Business. On today's episode, we'll be speaking with Joey Gonzalez, CEO of Barry's Bootcamp, and answering your questions on how he's managing the business continuing to support his Barry's community, and leading his team through today's current challenges. Many of these questions were submitted over the past week, and I'm excited to hear his answers. So let's get started. Joey, welcome to Office Hours. How are you? I'm well, thank you. How are you? I'm doing great. It's so nice to see you. I think a lot of people have a lot of questions for you. If it's okay with you, we'll just we'll jump right in and, and get started. Um, so Joey, as many people know, you actually started as a customer of Barry's. Um, talk to us, what was it about Barry's that inspired you to join as a, as a client? There are tons of gyms out there. Um, you know, was it the classes? You know, were you drawn to the same sort of mission and vision and values of the company that you now lead today? Tell us what brought you there. So, I mean, the honest story is that I had heard about it for like probably a year and a half or two, and I was just so terrified to go. <laughs> Sounded it's so scary. It is. It does sound scary. I'm scared. <laughs> I had a lot of friends go who said, you know, it's really hard. And so you know, finally, I worked up the courage one day to just try it out. Uh, and I remember showing up and being greeted by a super friendly person at the front desk. Um, and the one thing that felt different than, you know, big box gym experience was that I was immediately like embraced by people who could see I was the new guy. Uh, so was, there was this like unspoken, you know, camaraderie between the clients. Yeah. Uh, and kind of explained to me, oh, that's your treadmill, blah, blah, blah. And so um, there was just this really warm uh, welcome that helped me, um, you know, process and digest my fear or get beyond that and just like do the best job that I could in the class. And so I took that first class and it was very challenging. Um, but I think what actually hit home for me was at Barry's, we have a phrase we use that it's you versus you. Mm -hmm. And that, that was really, I think what resonated with me was that I showed up despite my I got through the class despite the fact that I didn't think I'd be able to. <laughs> um, I sprinted at speeds that I never thought I could hit. Uh, and as I continued to go, I could sort of watch and track my progress, both with you know the speeds on the treadmill uh, and the you know weights and my strength on the floor. 
I know it's so funny. Oftentimes it's like your own fear that keeps you from getting in the door. And then once you get there, you realize you can do it. It's so yeah. it's wonderful that sense of, of community that you felt right from the beginning. Um, you know, when I always wonder this when I when I talk to leaders about the start of their journey and you know, when you first joined as an instructor, did you have any idea that you'd end up, you know, in, in just a couple of years, the CEO of the company? You know, talk to us about that journey. That's it's it's quite it's quite a journey. Uh for me, it was really, you know, my story professionally is like a Cinderella story because I just came in as a client. Barry asked me to be an instructor. I said, yes. Um, I heard there was an opening for management coming up. So I ran to, you know, a big box gym and applied to be a part of their sales team and spent weeks handing out flyers to people on the street. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, I, yeah, you must have been amazing in that class, by the way, to get taps to be an instructor. So let's just pause on that for a second. I was there a lot. So Barry probably was like, I mean, we, this guy's lost his mind. We need to just, <laughs> uh, and so started to, you know, build my resume and fitness and applied for the management position when it came up and got that job and just really dedicated all the time I had, all of the like passion I had. And then also, you know, when I was finally invited to be a partner, all the money that I had invented yeah. everything that I had made, you know, up until that point in my life and building the business uh, and in scaling the business. That's an amazing journey. And, you know, speaking of journeys, I think we can all say we have been on quite a bumpy one these days, you know, with everything that's going on in the world. And, you know, as I think about Barry's, you know, you're in multiple cities, states, countries, you know, can you talk a little bit about the decision you made to close your locations before before you had to by mandate? And sort of like, if we were a fly, a fly on the wall during those conversations, what would we have heard? How did that go? Yeah, so when COVID first, so I'll start off by saying Berries is this place that people have come to rely on 365 days a year. Uh, and even when we had hurricanes in New York City, you know, we were the place that just opened our doors with no electricity and brought people in and worked them out anyway. You know, we've always been there for people. And so this was a very um, out of the ordinary experience uh, because in one way we were being pulled by this, like we want to be there for customers, for our clients. And I was receiving, yeah. saying, please don't close. And on the other end, we were being pulled in this direction of like, well, what is the responsible thing to do in light of what's happening? Um, and so we waited, much like other businesses, to hear from, you know, leadership, uh, both on a city, state and national level, uh, and provide direction. And it hadn't happened yet. But someone, it was either Cuomo or de Blasio tweeted something that said, we aren't forcing closures for businesses, but we are recommending that it's the right thing to do. Yeah. The minute I saw that, there just was no question. And we, you know, we shut down all of the stores across the US, we shut down uh, Canada, and then we also shut down the UK all prior to. Wow. I mean, let's talk about your team for a second through that, you know, you have, you know, a massive, you know, amount of people who, who come to work every day as instructors or corporate employees, you know, how do you, how do you communicate, manage, lead through a shutdown like that? That's, you know, across all of those cities, across those countries. Talk to us about that. Yeah, so we definitely over-communicated. I mean, we had so many calls. It was for the first month or two, it felt like almost every Sunday, I spent the entire day on the phone having conversations with different employee populations, 
communicating to them whether or not, you know, uh, we would have to furlough, whether or not there were yeah. terminating, not only to them individually, but across the organization, we thought it was important for everyone to just have full visibility. Uh, and every one of those calls was always followed up with a Q&A. So I would stay on the line along with my head of people and culture, my head of HR, and we would answer, you know, any questions that any employee had. That's amazing. As, as, as you think about now, you know, there's a lot of opening, reclosing, you know, second waves of outbreaks. I mean, we just barely got through the first wave and we're sort of having to negotiate, you know, the, the changes. You know, what conversations are you having around potential reopenings? Is it adjusting your timelines, your expectations? You know, how are you thinking about that sort of opening, reclosing dynamic? Yeah, so the majority, I think, not majority, every single one of our studios that has reopened has actually done so weeks after the mandate was lifted. Um, and that's mostly because we made such a heavy investment in safety, mm-hmm. uh, installed, uh, you know, ho- these HVAC systems, we augmented every system across the U.S. with bipolar ionization. Um, we have, you know, thermal scan- scanners for temperature when you walk in. Every employee and uh, participant in the class is at a minimum six feet apart. Uh, and it just, it took time for us to scale all of these things and to train all of our staff on what our new practices were. So we've definitely like been a little bit far behind when it comes to like reopening the studios. In terms of closing after reopening, we haven't gone through that yet with one exception. Uh, Miami was, okay. Miami's, uh, you know, the only U.S. franchise of Berries. Uh, and it was closed about three days ago and then reopened within 24 hours when the wow. mayor when the mayor tweeted basically like oops just kidding fitness <laughs> can operate under these conditions uh so it's been really impressive you know from my seat to be able to see our teams work so hard pivot you know on a dime yeah and you know at the core what is most important for us uh is keeping people healthy you know and i think that's a very complicated thing because some people interpret that as staying in your home. Mm-hmm. Interpret it as taking on and mitigating risk when you go out. You know, others think fitness is a big part of that. So it's just being sensitive to all those different points of views and making sure that you're respectful towards, towards them. Yeah, and I think, you know, one of the really great moves that I think, you know, you made to really lead through that ambiguity and, and that flexibility of what fitness and health means to people during this pandemic was to really invest in digital. Um, you know, you guys created amazing digital platforms very quickly. You know, what did you learn by by pivoting those those products to digital? You know, both through the complementary workouts and berries at home. Talk to us a little bit about that process. Yeah, so the the complementary workouts at home started, I think, within forty eight hours of our closures, uh, and we basically just went live on social media platform and invited all of our customers and non-customers to join us for a 20-minute workout. Uh, and we had no idea how many people would actually do that. And so we were really pleasantly surprised to see, you know, a lot of people, I think we had something around 20,000 people show up for that first class. Wow. And then soon thereafter, we launched another 20-minute class, which featured our bands. So we have these you know, various bands where you can work out upper body and lower body and mm-hmm. different, uh, 
uh, and we started to sell those kits on our website. Uh, and we gave people like around a week to actually order them and receive them. And then we launched the 20 minute band together workout. And it was probably two to three weeks after we did our first Instagram live or maybe a little bit longer, three to four weeks until we launched the berries at home product because it took time to develop. Sure. The product was, we felt very differentiated from other things in the market because uh, we made it very berries. You know, you showed up and there was a moderator and he or she was welcoming you to class and they were sitting, you know, at a Barry's desk with a backdrop that you would come to expect from walking into a studio, introducing first timers, helping yeah. them celebrate milestones. And then the instructor would come in and it was either somebody that people knew and loved or a new face that they had never met before. Uh, but this was all done through video sharing and continues to be done through video sharing. And so as someone who's taking a berries at home class, you still get that attention from your instructor that you would get in class where they're saying, you know, Jessica, you need to flatten your back on that deadlift, you know, soften, <laughs> push your weight back into your, I see you leaning forward. And so that, you know, not only helps you feel a part of the community, but there's real value in that. Yeah, you know, I, I have to say, Joey, I have a lot of friends who are very jealous of this conversation right now because they are huge fans of, of yours and of Barry's. Um, and I think one of the things that really draws them to the brand is, is the instructors like you, you just talked about. And you just kind of touched on this, but I would love, you know, if you have additional thoughts to share around, you know, how do you really bring that energy? You know, a lot of people think, you know, it won't be the same if I'm not in person or, you know, it feels really different. You know, how have you have you navigated bringing the same level of energy through the instructors, you know, when it's digital and not in the studio? Yeah, I mean, I can't take any credit for that. I think the real magic was in who we hired originally. Um, our instructors are just the most incredible uh talented, creative, energetic, lovely people. Uh, and I've been so inspired to sit back and watch them because I take berries at home all the time. Um, and it's, and I teach it too sometimes <laughs> and it's not easy, you know, and it's, uh, it has been really incredible and inspirational to watch our instructor base go from teaching, um, you know, an in-person uh, format to something online that's completely different and they are all doing such a fabulous job and it's just it's it's pretty incredible I can't take credit for any of that I know it's so interesting right it's like nobody how do you prepare for that nobody applies for a job and knows that you know there'll be a global pandemic and they'll have to do it you know visual uh, digitally um, talk to us a little bit about who the audience on the digital products has been you know has it been new people who are finding berries for the first time who maybe don't live in an area where there's a studio or, you know, are you finding it's mostly people who have been to the classes before and are, you know, reconnecting? Definitely majority are berries customers mm -hmm. who obviously have not been able to attend because studios are closed and some that, you know, are continuing to attend berries at home, even when studios reopen. Uh, but there is uh, a really interesting uh, group of first timers that are taking berries at home and it's their first exposure to the brand period, um, which I love to see uh, because it gives us the opportunity uh, to connect with people that live in cities where we don't exist and potentially maybe never will exist. Yeah. I'm an opportunity to connect with this, you know, brand that for so many years has, has 
helped transform lives and make people feel a part of something. Looking for new ways to keep up with the latest business trends and insights? Business Class from American Express is a new educational resource to help today's business leaders adapt to the current economic environment. To view compelling stories, timely tips, and inspiring insights from industry experts, leaders, and street-savvy entrepreneurs, visit amex.co slash businessclass. You know, when, when you think about that, that connection and people being part of something, you know, we think a lot about social media and the communities that they draw. Um, have you found any, any role or, or larger role in social in terms of encouraging others to work out and, you know, people finding, you know, wellness community? Yeah, I, I think it's been pretty amazing to watch. I mean, you can't, at least I can't really log on to Instagram without seeing my entire feed filled with, you know, people's workout of the days and videos. And um, I think the, what I love about that is it just shows that the demand out there exists. You know, people are prioritizing fitness. They are still moving, even though they're locked inside their homes Um, and social media, you know, outside of, of just fitness, I think in many ways has been such a gift for humanity. Obviously there there are negative things about it too, but uh, it connects people in a way that we didn't have access to prior. Um, and so, yeah, I definitely see that as, especially during a time of closures. Can you imagine if we didn't have social networks where we could, you know, chat with people, connect with people, post people, it just, it would be. I mean, it would be, I, I can't even imagine. I don't, I, it would be so much worse. Um, you know, I think. And even Rotary phone. <laughs> Even today, like the Instagram version and the real life are almost too close together, but um, we're working through that. Um, one of the things that really shines about, I think, your leadership and the Barry's brand is how well you know your customer. And I think, you know, during this pivot, you must have learned so much more about who they are, what they need. Um, how have people's behaviors changed? Can you can you tell us a little bit about what you've learned in terms of, you know, are they wanting shorter, higher intensity workouts? You know, now that people have more time, do they want longer workouts? Like, what are you seeing in terms of trends? Uh, So we originally launched with 35 minute workouts. And I think internally, we thought that that would be enough, that people would be satiated after a 35 minute nonstop, you know, either weight band or body weight workout. And then we learned very quickly that our clients' behaviors actually haven't changed that much. And that they still want to work out as long as possible. Um, so we extended them to 45 minutes, which is almost the same time as a regular Barry's class. And so what, what I've learned and what I think we've learned collectively is that people are still just as eager to work just as hard at home. And in some cases, even harder. We have clients who you know, are, are visiting Barry's at home on memberships and do two a day who under normal circumstances. Amazing. Yeah. I wish I could do it twice a day. That'll be my goal, twice a day. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> um, so, you know, I, I think it's, it's, it's amazing the things that you've learned by going digital. Let, let's go back to like the, the brick and mortar side of your business. You know, it's been such a tough time for businesses with physical locations. You know, what has that been like? Like in a very real way, what have conversations about things like rent been for studios that simply can't be open right now? Uh, it's been really hard. I have an incredible chief development officer who has been having all of those conversations with our landlords. Um, and our, you know, our voice has been consistent and the same with every landlord, but it's been interesting to see how different 
their voice has been. Uh, and so you have, obviously, people and organizations are in different positions right now. Uh, and you have some people that are accommodating, empathetic, understand, obviously, when you're not open and making sure. it possible to pay rent. Uh, but then there are others that, you know, are really unwilling to compromise. Mm-hmm. Uh, interesting to see how this shakes out just in general. I think a lot of, you know, tenants are just going to have to uh, default and threaten to walk away from spaces. The challenge for landlords is there aren't really a whole lot of people waiting by the wayside to pick them up, right. you know, really tricky uh, situation. Yeah, not the same sort of like supply demand uh, relationships we're used to when we're not in a pandemic. Um, so in addition to kind of like doing business and looking at business differently, you know, tell us like, how is the global pandemic, how should we think about fitness and wellness differently? You know, like, what's your perspective on that? Uh, I definitely think people have been impressed by the level of fitness they can experience at home. I think that's definitely something that has happened. Um, Whether or not people will continue with those habits in a post-COVID world, I think is to be determined and it just depends on the individual. Um, I think for us as an organization, uh, it's been the silver lining has been creating berries at home, uh, which is a concept and a product that we're continuing to invest in and we'll have like a 2.0 feature, you know, within six months or so. Um, And recognizing the importance of establishing ourselves as an omnichannel brand. Uh, Because I think what the future looks like or, you know, the, the sort of businesses that will be around the longest are those that you can have a membership to and attend in however many different ways you want. Right. Talk yeah. Things, things that really flex. Yeah. Like a, you know, $250 a month membership where I can attend berries at home or I can go to berries in person, you know, 10 to 15 times a month or something like that. Um, I really think that is what the future is going to look like. Cause I can't personally, like, you couldn't replace the in-person experience. I am there for the energy around me. I am there to smile at the person who's, you know, sprinting slower than me and frown at the one who's back. <laughs> for the community, even though you can feel that digital, certainly not a replacement for it, but yeah. I could tell myself saying, I can't get there today, so I'm going to do it from home. You know, I, I certainly look forward to a day when I can meet up with, you know, a friend in real life, go to the red room, get smiled at because I'm slower on the treadmill. Um, but I also live in an area where there are a lot of small studios, you know, a lot of really like small private gyms, little places. You know, what would you say to, you know, any owners of small gyms and, and private studios who are listening? What would your advice be? Uh, I think the most important thing is to stay connected to your clients and obviously your employees. Um, fitness, uh, the thing that makes, I think, businesses succeed or fail are your ability to create community and a sense of belonging for your members. And so even if your doors are closed, that doesn't mean that you can't still be reaching out to people, that you can't be checking in on people, that you can't be, you know, even small studios and, you know, uh, brick and mortar concepts that only have one unit are, are doing these live workouts and these you know, digital experiences. So I say, you know, connect, connect, connect with your clients as much as humanly possible. Uh, and they're more likely to come back to you once you can open your doors. 
One of the things I love that I think we've learned about you, Joey, in the past, you know, 25 minutes is that you're an optimist. And I think we could all use as much optimism as we can get in this world. And, you know, I'm certainly here for it. What are you what are you hopeful for moving forward? Like you've been through so much. You're on this incredible journey. You know, what are you optimistic about? Well, I am hopeful that, you know, first and foremost, that there is a vaccine that comes around by January. I would love for that to happen. Uh, And that we can resume life as usual, um, because I think that's really deep down inside what everybody wants. Outside of that, I'm hopeful that everything we've been through over the past four months is going to make us better. You know, it's going to make, I know it's going to make Barry's a better company. I think it's going to make the U.S. a better place to live in a better country. And I hope that it makes the world a better place. And I really think that there is huge potential for that. I think that's a, that's a great goal to just think about coming out of this better. Everybody just a little bit better than we were before. Okay, I think it's time, if you're cool with it, that we'll go to a few questions from the audience. So let me, uh, let me check in and see what's, what people are asking. It's been okay. hard this audience. <laughs> <laughs> it's been what? It's been hard not to laugh. I know. They're amazing. Very engaged. They, they, there are certainly a lot of Barry's fans on, so I think it's, it's awesome to see them come together. Um, so this is a great one. Um, what, what do you need for Barry's at home? Like, what do you need to set up? What would be the ideal sort of, you know, at-home situation? So that's the great thing. Barry's at home has so many different modalities. Um, that, you know, we have one concept called body weight where you literally need nothing. So you can attend and just use your body. Um, we have a band together fit kit that we sell online, which can be used for all of the Barry's band classes. Uh, that's great. That's sort of like the bare minimum. Body weight is great. Don't get me wrong, but it's great to bring in other forms of resistance. Um, so the Barry's band together fit kit is amazing. And those classes are grueling. Uh, there are also just weights classes. These are all 45 minute, by the way. Uh, and you need a set of weights. I would say we don't use light that often. So you would probably need like medium and heavy weights, whatever that means for you. Uh, weights have been hard to come by recently, but I think <laughs> inventory is getting up again in most places. Uh, and then we also offer, uh, our traditional tread and lifting class. So you would either need a treadmill or you'd have to be comfortable with taking your phone on the road and running outside. And we do 20 minutes of weights and then 20 minutes of either on the treadmill or outside. And we also do Barry's Ride, which has uh, basically weights first, 20 minutes of race, weights, and then you get on a bike and you ride. That's an amazing variety of, pro- of, of, of programs and classes that you, I mean, that's, that's blows my mind that you're able to do like from just show up with your own self um, to get on a bike with us. Is a, that's, that's amazing. Um, so really, you've been, it mirrors what we've done in, in person. You know, we have all of these modalities that exist in our brick and mortar studios typically uh, with the exception of Barry's ride, which was, a concept we launched as a pop-up in New York and LA literally right before closure. It was like in February uh, and people loved it. And so that would, that would be something I think people can expect from us in the future in, in person as well. Great. Joey, you've been um, incredibly generous like sharing the things that you've learned. If there's anything that you would say 
was the biggest learning uh, that, that you arrived at during this time? What would you say the biggest learning you, you've arrived at during this time? Uh, that's such a tough question. <laughs> Lessons. I think just honestly that you literally have no idea what tomorrow, what tomorrow will bring. <laughs> like you have no idea. And to a certain extent, like you have to yield. Um, I, the best example I can give you is I remember going uh, rafting um, on rapids with my sister in Costa Rica and she like jumped out of the raft uh, and the instructor jumped out as well. And they said, come on in. And I jumped out. And I was getting hit by like everyone. Oh. And he's like, you have to yield. And I was like, what do you mean yield? And he's like, you have to relax. <laughs> and you have to stop being so stressed out. And so I like relaxed. And all of a sudden, my body, instead of hitting the rocks, started to like float over all of the rocks. And I've really tried to unsuccessfully at times um, practice that over the last couple months. Because the more worked up I get, and I know a lot of people can relate to this, of like wanting to control the future and being upset about where, where we are right now is it's so ineffective. It literally does nothing except upset you and, you know, throws you against the rocks. So I'm, I think, I'm here for it all. <laughs> I think that's such great advice. You know, it's like, instead of, you know, paddling against the current, really knowing when to pull the oars in. Right. And, and sort of go with it. That's, I think that's, a, that's the perfect place um, for us to, to end our session with you. And, you know, on behalf of the audience, I want to say thank you. It's been um, incredibly insightful. We're really grateful for your time, um, for your thoughtfulness. Uh, to the audience, thank you so much for tuning in. And uh, I have to say, please tune in to Berries at Home, right? And make sure you get your workouts in. Um, for more office hours and business insights, visit us at americanexpress.com slash business class. And uh, don't forget to tune in next Wednesday, 3 p.m. Eastern for the next office hours, which is with Bill Schulfeit of uh, Athletic Brewing Company. So we're excited to see you then. And Joey, thank you so much. And we'll see you soon. And thanks to my fit fam. I saw so many familiar faces and people out there. So thank you all for coming. Bye, everyone. Have a great one. Thanks, Joey. Thanks for listening to Office Hours, part of Business Class from American Express. You can find a schedule of upcoming live episodes and learn more about Business Class from American Express by visiting amex.co slash office hours. That's amex.co slash office hours. Support for this podcast and the following message come from American Express. Small businesses are what keep our community together, which is why it's so important to help them succeed. American Express has created a platform that all small business owners can use to keep their dream alive. Standforsmall.com. They brought together 100 plus companies to provide offers and resources for things like shipping and deliveries, online solutions and marketing to help small business owners get back to doing what they do best. Standforsmall.com slash podcast powered by American Express.